Hello, 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 Christmas Flixers. Welcome back to season three of Chicks on Christmas Flicks, where we can never have too many Christmas movies. We can only have not enough Christmas movies. I'm KL Brady and oh my goodness. I know you guys think I'm exaggerating when I talk about how crazy my job is, but it is really, really insane. I mean, at the end of the last pay period, I had clocked well over 100 hours, like well over. So that really put me behind in doing my shows. But I'm not going to lie. There was another reason. Something else that was a slight setback, a very slight setback, which was Netflix released season five of The Crown. And I got a little bit distracted, a little bit sidetracked, whatever you want to call it. You know, I had to indulge and binge on my season five, The Crown. So that, in addition to my work craziness on this assignment that just would not die, would not release me. Um, but finally, that's over. I've caught up. I'm actually a little bit of a, a little bit ahead now. Knock on wood. So I am hoping to stay ahead and that I get to take some much deserved time over the holiday to catch up on my Christmas movies and uh, and do my show, which I love to do. This is my stress release. I love it. And then, of course, in addition to my work craziness, at the end of every day, literally at the end of every single day, I either watch a new movie or an old movie, an old Christmas movie. That's It's one or the other, a new one or an old one. So that's really been kind of my sanity in this period of craziness. So today I'm going to recap and review movies um, weeks three through five, including The Ghosts of Christmas Past, Lights, Camera, Christmas, Christmas on Mistletoe Lake, Falling for Christmas, and Reindeer Games Homecoming, and a late ad from yesterday, Spirited, which I had to talk about because it's actually very similar to another movie I'm going to talk about this week. And I thought, you've got to talk about those together because the similarities were crazy. It's, they're super similar, but they're super like different (laughs) and it just amazed me. So anyway, and then I have a ton of hot or not chick pics, um, for the second half of the show that includes, I mean, a ton of shows, but, uh, a lot of which I caught up on yesterday, the Royal Nanny, six degrees of Santa, well suited for Christmas. A Maple Valley Christmas, Christmas in the Pines, and an Unperfect Christmas Wish, and and others that I watched from Discovery Plus yesterday. So, if you haven't already, please check out episode um, season three, episodes seven and eight, where I did the week one and two recaps, and I did my favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes of the season, with Hallmark Enthusiast two four two four seven Brittany for uh, we where we talked about our most anticipated watches up to Thanksgiving and it includes Thanksgiving weekend on my part because I broke the rules but you'll hear about it in the show (laughs) anyway I will get to a few ho 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 holiday headlines in a minute first things first as always I like to begin the show with shout outs to listeners it's a tradition and I'm Honestly, I'm so thankful that you guys still listen to the show after all this time, man. It really means a lot, especially after I've had weeks like I've had the past two weeks at work and this is my release and it's like, 
the thing that brings me so much happiness and joy is to come on the show and talk about Christmas movies, knowing that, you know, there's people out there who will also listen and who maybe I'm helping you set your schedule for the season or you squeeze me into your busy schedule or that you take time out and listen, you know, out of when you have crazy weeks like I have. And maybe this is a release for you like it is for me. So to all of you who listen in, thank you so much. Um, I'm back to my, you know, full-length Saint, Saint Nick shout-outs. So I picked five listener locations to shout-out. With that said, uh, let's just go ahead and get started. Remember, I don't know who you are, but I know where you live. So in this week's Saint Nick shout-outs, the first location is Denver, Colorado. Yay, Denver! Thank you for joining the show. Listen, there is so much... Christmas happening in Denver. It's insane. Like, it's Christmas on Christmas on Christmas. (laughs) But I did pick out a few events that um, to talk about. One is that they have the Nutcracker Ballet at the Ellie Hawkins Hawkins, uh, Opera House. It's an outstanding performance as you experience the amusing tour of the Sugar Plum Kingdom graced by praiseworthy dances. Um, Then they have, now, if you guys have watched the Godwink movies, the first Godwink, where um, Kimberly Sussman's in it, and they talk about the carousels and stuff, when I saw this carousel in in the Denver Pavilion, it reminded me of the carousel in, um, in the Godwink movie. It's so beautiful. I'm not sure if I posted it, (laughs) but I hope I posted it. Um, But I did post on, if you look up hashtag Chicks on Christmas Flicks, you will see a site next shoutouts to Denver, Colorado, and you will see some of the locations where they have these beautiful lights and everything. And I think one of the pictures is that pavilion with the carousel. So they have, um, you can experience fun and magical moments with your family and kids at the exquisite holiday carousel. Perch on the horse of this illuminated, and it is beautiful. It's got so many lights on it. So an illuminated and decorated ride that goes round and round cheerfully. And it costs just $3 per ride. So you guys got to do that. Then they also have the uh, illuminated animal sculptures at the Denver Zoo the Denver Zoo. So you've got to go check out the Denver Zoo if you're in Denver. Um, if they have a festival of lanterns, a rainforest dance party, animal demos, keeper talks, ice carving activities, a holiday shopping bazaar, Sue the Giant Elm, and a musical tree show. Some of the highlights of things going on at the zoo. And then they have ice skating at um, Skyline Park. So that is awesome. And then they have um, like light displays, right? So apparently they have this big light display experience at what's called the Magnificent Blossom of Light at the Denver Botanic Gardens. So you gotta go check that out. And then they have the Grand Illumination in downtown Denver, okay? So you've gotta see that. And there is a picture of the Grand Illumination on Twitter at hashtag 
chicks on christmas flicks so just do the hashtag you'll see the pictures there they are amazing thank you for joining us denver so glad you could come enjoy the show um number two on my list is pleasanton california thank you for joining the show pleasanton okay so pleasanton so the big thing pleasanton has is the pleasanton hometown holiday celebration it's coming up december 3rd and uh, it includes a holiday parade a tree lighting ceremony an appearance by the mayor who is going to light the tree santa is coming and then also they have on a place called walnut drive apparently all the homes in the neighborhood get decked out with christmas lights and christmas light displays so it's kind of a drive-through thing right kind of drive through the neighborhoods i love driving through neighborhoods and see how people kind of light up their houses um i wish my house was one of those i put up lazy lights i used to put up <laughs> i used to put up like big light displays <laughs> i call them lazy lights you know the uh, the laser light display like yeah you just stick the thing in the ground turn it on and pretty much you light up the whole house yeah that's what i do uh yeah i know it's sad but you, you hear how crazy my job is. That's about all I have time to do. So anyway, um, anyway but they don't do that at, at Walnut Drive in Pleasanton. So go check out Pleasanton Walnut Drive where they have the houses decked out in the Christmas light displays. So thank you for joining Pleasanton, California. Number three on my list is Edmonton, Alberta in, ca in Canada. Okay, so they have Christmas on Christmas on Christmas going on here too, right? Um, but a few things to talk about. They have Maisie's Magical Christmas House. And then they have this Borealis Lights. It's a drive-through lights event with featuring uh, 800,000 twinkling holiday lights. And this uh, display runs daily. They have the Peppermint Sticks Christmas Fair. I want to go because of the name, right? It could be just like a standard Christmas fair, but I don't care because I love the name. Peppermint Sticks Christmas Fair. Um, they have a Nutcracker Afternoon Tea. Um, so if you like having, you know, your afternoon tea like the like the British do. I've never had like a real afternoon tea with the, the crumpets and the little finger sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. I kind of want to experience that. Um, because you know I am like 10% English <laughs> so my t the 10% of my English uh, wants to experience the afternoon tea so you know that's kind of one of those bucket list things I will do hopefully if I ever get to go to London um, and then they have like a bunch of Christmas markets they have Christmas markets to like you can shop yourself to death in Edmonton on Christmas markets but a few of the Christmas markets to highlight will be the Millwoods Artisan Collective Market the, the holiday market at the trading post and here's one that is specifically for me it's called the geeky gift holiday market where they have the gifts for like people that love Star Wars I imagine Star Trek Zelda you know like nerds so they call it geeky but it's really like nerds I'm all about that. So if you want to buy a gift for the geek in your life and you're in Edmonton, you got to check out the Geeky Gift Holiday Market. Okay, you can look it up um, on the internet because that's where I found it. Okay, so that's exciting. Number four on my list is 
Morrisville, Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining Morrisville, Pennsylvania. So coming up on December 5th, Morrisville has like Christmas in a day. Like they've got like every Christmassy thing you ever want to do coming up in a very Morrisville Christmas on December 5th, Sunday, December 5th. Okay, so they've got all kinds of entertainment, food, and Santa activities, including Dickens characters, a tree lighting, singing and dancing. Uh, Santa, of course, is going to arrive. They, they're going to have um, a gift basket raffle, holiday face painting, pictures with Santa. So Santa's going to come there and have pictures with Santa. Um, and then they're going to have like all kinds of food. Um, Nick's Pizza, Good Taste Chinese, Jahan Kebab. It's like very um, multicultural food choices. Paradise Jamaican cuisine, my island, um, my island roots, you know, get giddy when I hear that because I love me some, um, some island food. Paradise Jamaican cuisine, flaming kicking chicken. <laughs> I don't know about flaming kicking chicken, but it sounds awesome. So if you're in the Morrisville, Pennsylvania area around December 5th, join a very Morrisville Christmas downtown and you will love it. It's in the Morrisville Shopping Center Courtyard. Okay. And it's on December 5th. All right. And then last but not least on my list, number five is Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Thank you for joining us, Maple Ridge. Again, more Christmas on Christmas on Christmas. They've got a lot going on. Um, but they have the Maple Ridge Santa Claus Parade. So apparently they, they like shut it down during the pandemic. But after a two year absence, it is coming back December 3rd. There's going to be a big Christ Christmas festival downtown. Um, they also have, now this thing I thought was awesome. They have what's called Christmas Haven in Maple, in Maple Ridge. And it's a dinner and entertainment for anyone who might be alone on Christmas Eve. And they've been doing this since 1998. How wonderful is that? So it's called Christmas Haven. So if you're alone on Christmas Eve, um, or if you're alone for the holidays and you want to share your holiday with somebody, please look up Christmas Haven in um, Maple Ridge. I feel like that should be like a universal thing for people who are alone on uh, Christmas Eve. Um, they also have the Maple Ridge Chris Christmas Craft Market. Uh, Variety Plus presents Christmas. And the, I think this would be cool too, the 19th annual Community Christmas Auction. So I don't know like what kind of stuff they auction, but I've actually never been to an auction. So I would really like to go to an auction. And that Christmas auction, so I gotta feel like some of the stuff's gotta be Christmas stuff, right? Um, so anyway, thank you for joining the show, Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Yay, I'm so excited to have all of you guys and everyone uh, on the show joining today. All right. 
Next up is the Ho 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 holiday headline. And I don't have a lot, but I gotta tell you, there's just some stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, a few things, right? <laughs> the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, Hallmark multi-picture deal. So just when you think they're done, they have added um, Hunter King to the list of um, actresses who has gotten a multi-picture deal. Now, you might know Hunter King from Hidden Gems. I've watched Hidden Gems multiple times over the summer. Um, that's the one with the lost ring, you know, the girl who lost the ring. Um, and then Hunter is also in um, Nikki and Nora, the, the sister mystery movie thing on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So I guess it's going to be a new series. So it's good they signed her to a, a multi-movie, multi um, a multi-picture movie deal. And then coming up um, over the Thanksgiving holiday, she is going to start in a Royal Corgi Christmas. So that's coming up this week. So we'll talk about it a little bit later. But um, so I am so glad to see Hunter. I, she was like Mallory Jansen to me. Like I knew she was going to be like a new Hallmark um, actress, staple actress, right? When I saw her because she just, to me, she was just a really good actress. Very natural, um, very good presence, all of that good stuff. So I, I'm very excited to see her remain a part of the Hallmark family. So that's the first piece of news. Number two, the second piece of news is another holiday movie. Another channel has gotten into the holiday movie business. The QVC channel. Do you hear me? QVC, the shopping channel, has their own holiday movie coming out. November 24th, so it's coming up this week. Did you hear me? The QVC channel. Like, everybody is making Christmas movies. It's insane. So, it's called Holly and the Hot Chocolate, which debuts November 24th on QVC+. Um, and there's like 150 plus movies this, this year. And yeah, sure, we needed another one. <laughs> astounded I'm like really the QVC channel like next next year you know the weather channel is gonna <laughs> cloudy with a chance of Christmas <laughs> I feel like that was a movie somewhere <laughs> but anyway I'm just like wow this is crazy anyway so yet another holiday movie coming out from another streamer so that's you know I'm gonna try and catch that one. I actually wanna see it. I'm super curious about how good it's gonna be. So I'm gonna check that out. Um, another piece of uh, news that I wanna talk about and then not talk about, right? I, I felt like I had to bring it up because it's been so all over the place. It's the, the news of uh, Candace Cameron Bure. As we know, she moved to, uh, what is it? Great American Family Channel, whatever. I don't know if you guys know that. Now, I usually never see Great American Family on my channel listing because it used to be like way down in the 600s or something. But on Verizon, it has moved up. It's like, I don't know, three channels away from the Hallmark channel now. They've moved it. I mean, it's like, can you be more obvious? Can you 
be more obvious. Anyway, I happened to be flipping channels the other day, and the reason I saw it was because I saw, um, you know, uh, of Mrs. Miracle Christmas movies on there. Um, I saw it in the channel listing. I didn't watch the movies there because there were just other things that I wanted to see on Hallmark and Lifetime. But um, but I kn that's the reason why it, it even popped up in my thing. But anyway, so <laughs> back to the, the subject. So we know that's where Candace went. And then apparently she had some interview with Bill Abbott and she was talking about how um, she... Uh, I want, I, want, I want to quote this exactly. Um, there was fallout over her controversial comments about her new network, Great American Family, producing holiday content that will favor traditional marriage over featuring LGBTQ love stories. And, of course, she caught flack for this, right? Um, she will not be the only person that had caught flack last week. <laughs> For some, for some comment maybe that was poorly received, uh, poorly intentioned. I don't know. I can't speak to all that, right? I just know what what was in the, the press. Um, but so her response to the negative backlash was, "All of you who know me know beyond question that I have great love and affection for all people." <clears throat> Sorry, I had something in my throat. Um, it absolutely breaks my heart that anyone would ever think I intentionally would want to offend or hurt anyone. It saddens me that the media is often seeking to divide us, even around a subject as comforting and merry as Christmas movies. But given the toxic climate in our culture right now, I shouldn't be surprised. We need Christmas more than ever, etc., etc. She said a lot more than that. That's just much of the, the um, thing that I took. I remember at the end of it, she was kind of like, I love you, I, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love everybody. Uh, if you say something bad to me, love you. If, if you hate on me, love you. You know, it's just like a lot of that. So, um, you know, here's my thing. Here's my feeling. Um, you know, whether you like it or hate it is um, I can't really support a channel that that excludes hate. I was among the excluded at, at at some point. You know, my being in black would have put me in a category to be excluded uh, at some. So I don't I don't uh, support any level of exclusion for anybody for any reason. So there you have it. Those are my feelings on it. Um, and if you can't understand that, I don't know what to say to you. But no, I, that's something I can't support ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever in life. Ever. <laughs> ever? Did I say ever? I mean ever. <laughs> Can't support it. Can't support anything that supports it. Can't support anyone who supports it. I can't in, in good consciousness. I can't do it. So there you have it. All right. So my next piece of news is this year, as every year. So every year since I've been doing this, um, the CableTV.com has been looking for their chief of cheer, someone willing to watch 25 Christmas movies over 25 days. And then they will pay you $2,500, right? But you've got to be chosen. You have to apply. I have applied 
well, I didn't apply, apply last year, but I think I applied the year before last. Um, but I did apply this year, and I'm sure I won't get it. <laughs> but $2,500 for watching 25 Christmas movies is like, I was going to do that anyway. I was probably going to watch uh, more than 25 Christmas movies. So really, it would just be me pay getting paid for doing something I already would have been doing anyway. Which probably makes me like the least work, you know, the least likely candidate to be selected. But anyway, the select the uh, successful job applicant will also get free access to six streaming services for one year, including Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Apple Plus, HBO Max, and Hallmark Movies Now. So, if you want to apply for the job. And uh, trust me, it's like the easiest uh, application ever. I really think they just kind of throw applications into a big hat and somebody picks one. <laughs> because there's really not a whole lot specific about the um, application process. They really just want your email. I imagine they probably want to, um, they probably want to market to you more than they want to select one person. But with that said, if you still want to apply like I did, because... <laughs> Because I'm like, hey, I want to get paid $2,500 to watch 20, um, 25 movies. Um, but if you want to apply, um, look up CableTV.com and apply for Chief of Cheer position. Okay? All right. So now it is time for my recap of movies for weeks three and four. And, and again, maybe a little bit of five because I'm talking about Spirited and a couple of other movies uh, that I just watched yesterday. So um, I'm gonna do a quick recap and of my of my movies of the week. And then in the second half of the show, I am going to give you my hot or not Christmas ratings. Now, you know, my ratings generally run from three stars to five stars. Three is good, which means I will at least watch it once to five meaning I have to put it on my DVR and I have to watch it a zillion times in a row. That's kind of how that goes, right? All right, so let's let's go ahead and I'm gonna dig in and get started with my Christmas movie reviews. And I gotta tell you, I watched some really, really good ones this time. So if you haven't seen them already, um, when I give you my recommendations, especially for the, the higher rated ones, they are must watches, really. And the first one I'm gonna talk about is what I consider a must watch, Spirited on Apple Plus. Now, at first I was like, well, this is not gonna quite fit into my Christmas romance categories, you know, the, the kind of rom-coms that you normally see on like the Hallmarks or the Lifetimes or even the Ions or the UpTVs or stuff like that, the rom-coms that you normally. So I wasn't really expecting to see like a, a romantic element, but I gotta tell you, there is a romantic element to Spirited, okay? It stars Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, hot to death, um, Octavia Spencer, Tracy Morgan, and Sunita Mani. Now, these are the main characters of the uh, movie. It is based on, of course, the Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Carol, right? Very similar, however, for those of you who watch the Hallmark movies, 
I was astounded at how much, how similar it was to uh, Ghost of Christmas Always. I would, there are so many similarities, but they are so completely different. <laughs> and this tells you, these are two really great examples of how things can be so similar, but are so completely different. It's crazy. It, if you watch both of them, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So, so I'll kind of talk about the similarities. I'll talk about the differences and then I'll talk about, uh, why I like spirited so much. Okay. So both, um, you know, the ghosts of Christmas always and spirited had this like league of ghosts, right? The ghosts of Christmas past, present and future that, um, basically, you know, kind of descend upon people who need to change because, you know, they need to change their ways and live a better life and all of that. So both of them have that. Okay. In spirited, they call them the perp, right? The perp, <laughs> the perp, um, the person who needs to be changed, right? In this story, they basically redeemed one person, one woman, and then they had to get on to identifying the person that they were going to next redeem. This is they found some kind of mediocre guy, and then they found like the, the you know epitome of evil not evil he's not really evil he's just really just a bad crummy person like he doesn't have good values or anything like that and and so they have to choose between you know medium bad guy and super bad guy and uh the ghost of christmas present who is played by will ferrell is like we gotta go for the super bad guy because changing him will have a bigger impact um, on the ripples, you know, the ripples, like water ripples, you know, and like you have an impact on things far above where you actually had the initial impact. And that is kind of what they talk about these ripples, um, like ripples in the water, how your the impact of changing one person will, you know, have a greater impact across many more people, the worse the person is, right? So, <laughs> So, so they decide to go for the super bad guy. So that's in this movie. Now, it's a little different in the, in, um, the Ghost of Christmas Always. There, that's one of the places where they kind of diverge, right? Um, the, they both have romances, right? Although the spirited romance was more of the subplot, right? It wasn't a main plot like it was in the Ghost of Christmas Always. I will say that. Both have white Asian slash South Asian black characters as the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Um, so, so the the diverse makeup of the movie. Although I will say there was probably a lot more diversity in um, in Spirited, just because it's a musical, and so there's a lot more musical numbers, big musical numbers, right? Where there's a lot more dancing and all this kind of stuff, and so Spirited just for this. For the number of people they had in the movie, it just had a lot more diversity because there were just so many more people in the movie. Um, and so, but but so there were similarities, but they were still very different movies. But I, I found it some, uh, you know, I found it funny that they had this. Both of them have this league of uh, ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future that actually, um, you know, identify people to to change and all this kind of stuff 
And then they both have this element of, of there's an opportunity to become human again, right? Um, in The Ghost of Christmas, always um, there was a door that if you know where you want to go, you can pass through the door and become human again. And this one, you can retire. In Spirited, you could retire and be, go back to becoming human and continue to, to live the lessons of your changed life, potentially, right? So both of them had that element. So, so there were a lot of similarities. It was just smack you in the face, right? If you watch them, you just can't. If you've seen both of them, you just can't deny that both of them. To me, both of them are excellent, excellent movies. Um, differences, though. One, only spirited is the musical, right? The Ghost of Christmas Always is not a musical. But I will say, if you love musicals like La La Land, like I love La La Land, right? Then I think you'll love the musical element of this because um, it's not meant to be perfect. Like they're not meant to be perfect singers. Um, there's no Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Gene Kelly, Gene Kelly element to this. <laughs> there's no per perfection in terms of the dance and the, but it's perfectly imperfect. You know what I mean? The, the music numbers are meant to be imperfect that to make you feel like anybody could sing. Um, there's a lot of really great tap dancing in it, I will say, uh, which I love. It reminds me of Stomp. Um, huge multi multicultural cast of dancers and singers. It's beautiful. The singing was great. The songs were great. Like it was a lot. So it was very different from A Ghost of Christmas, Christmas Always and that. Like I said, and both of them, they had this, this twist. Now, both of them had this element where you could go, you know, back to Earth as a human, right? But there's some slight twists and differences in that. Um, and then there were also a, a similarity was that the, the story centered around the Ghost of Christmas present in both movies like they had there was a core story element around the ghost of christmas present and um and their interaction with people with humans right um that is undeniable difference but again it was the same but very very different um so how did i feel about spirited i loved it i loved that movie I immediately wanted to watch it a second time it is so so good as a matter of fact I did watch it I didn't watch it again that day because I had so many movies on my list that I wanted to watch but I watched it again this morning before I got out of bed it was that good I have to give it like four and a half Christmas trees I think two years ago, I gave Jingle Jangle on Netflix five Christmas trees, and to me, they're right up in the same weight class. Like, I feel like they're, oh gosh, it was just so wonderful. It was perfect. It was the per And I love musicals. Like, if you love musicals, then to me, you're going to love this. I am a musical. I love musicals from, like, way back for a long time. There's, there's really hardly going to be a musical that you're going to find that I am just like, no, I don't like that. Like... <laughs> It's going to be a struggle to find a musical. I don't care how bad it is. Um, it's going to be a struggle to find a bad musical for me. So I'm a little biased there. But this was actually a really good movie. I loved the twist in the story. It is not your standard 
Christmas story. It is not your standard uh, retelling of the Charles Dickens classics. It is not a standard retelling. Let me say that again. There are enough um, twists in it that it will feel completely new. Um, the, The story is funny. It's uplifting. It is sad. There are sad moments in the movie. Let me just tell you. Some a slightly shocking, a little twisted. Like, um, there is some language, I will say, in this movie. So you gotta beware if, if you like Hallmark movies where no cursing, this is not your movie, okay? There is some, you know, bad language, but there's, it's minimal. I, to me, it's minimal. Um, to me, it certainly wasn't enough to like, take away from the movie and how, how good I thought it was. Um, the difference between maybe a jingle jangle for me and this movie might be the musical numbers like I maybe it's just because I could relate to the musical numbers uh, or I just found the music more appealing in some places but the music was all good so it's it's the difference between really liking the music and loving the music you know what I mean (laughs) so but to me, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. If you get a chance to watch it, you gotta watch it. Like, and you'll probably want to watch it multiple times. So that was the ghost. I mean, Spirited, right? Four point five stars. Now the next movie I want to talk about is the Ghost of Christmas Past, which I just told you about a lot about um, when I talked about Spirited because there are so many similarities. But the difference. Um, this is definitely one of these no cookie cutter movies from Hallmark that I loved it. I absolutely loved, uh, the ghost of Christmas always. I don't know if I said the Christmas past, it's the Christmas always, right? I loved it. To me, it was great. It was perfectly cast. I love that. Again, I love the diversity in there, even though you didn't have all the big musical numbers and stuff, but I love that diversity of the cast. <clears throat> You had Reginald Bell Johnson in there. Um, I can't remember all the actresses, actresses and actors' names, but then you had an Asian woman, and then um, and then a white woman who played like the main three characters in this movie. So very very similar to Spirited in that way. Um, <clears throat> but I just thought, wow. So what they do? Again, they have this League of Ghosts who Scrooge people, this is what they call it in the movie. Um, they call it getting Scrooge, where the three ghosts show up and you know show you the error of your ways and you go back to living life and you're a good person and all of that kind of stuff. So they finish Scrooging somebody and then the Ghost of Christmas present, similar to Spirited, goes on a trip down memory lane and to her surprise, somebody actually sees her and then a year later, she finds out the person who saw her is the actual person they have to Scrooge. Then in another twist, <laughs> they find out the person they Scrooge maybe shouldn't have been the person they Scrooged. <laughs> and things kind of go and the story kind of takes off from there. I don't want to give too much away. But it's a complicated, it's not a, it's not a, a linear story, right? There's a lot of good complication in the story that make it just enough that you want to watch all the way through you're just gonna love it again the same things that made this story complicated the ghost of christmas always complicated are the things that make spirited complicated right um 
So there is a complex plot, but in both movies, it all pays off in the end, right? Um, I think that's one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite movies from Hallmark this season so far. Um, and it's kind of a surprise to me, honest. I love the cast. It's perfectly casted to me. The, it's, a, it's a right mix of, of humor, drama, romance. I mean, you get everything in this movie, really. Um, I want to say I'm leaning more towards like a four and a half stars for this. It's really that good. Like between a four and a four and a half, I would not feel, you know, strongly to move it either way. Somewhere between four and four and a half stars. Christmas trees. Sorry, not stars. Christmas trees. Um, maybe towards the end of the season, that would get pushed towards a five. We'll have to see how that goes. But there's a lot of season left, and I want to kind of leave my fives available <laughs> for something that really knocked me off my feet. That was very close to knocking me off my feet, though. I really love that movie. It was so good. All right. So the next on my list is Lights, Camera, Christmas. Okay. You guys probably have seen this one. I don't know if you've seen this one. If you haven't seen it, put it on your list of things to watch because it is so good. Kimberly Sustis, you know, one of my favorites from The Nine Lies and The Nine Kittens of Christmas. And then John Brotherton, who last year did the Christmas contest. And he also starred in um, Help for the Holidays. If you guys remember that one with the elf, the lit girl elf who came um, to Earth like before she decided to take over for her, for her dad or whatever. So, I mean, that came out years ago. And so he was in that, like a young John Brotherton was in that. Um, anyway, so I was so excited about this movie because it was Kimberly Sustin and pretty much anything she does um, is gold to me. <laughs> so I'm a little biased, right? But uh, so anyway, in this movie, Kimberly's character, she's a fashion designer um, who turns into a costume designer when John the Christmas movie King when his movie is filmed in her hometown. And I felt like it was kind of a enemies to lover way, kind of like in this perfect enemies to lover way, they have this bumpy beginning, right? This bumpy beginning, but then they grow to know one each other, one another better. Um, he grows to value her opinions and insights and they end up, you know, kind of, falling for one another but as always happens when you have kind of this ordinary girl and the guys in this extraordinary world um there's always friction right always friction and she starts she starts to fall for him he starts to fall for her but then there's a betrayal <laughs> shocker and then things happen so not gonna you know give all that away you know I don't really I try not to do spoilers on this show but I have to tell you I absolutely love this movie again Kimberly does not miss for me she does not miss it's hard for her to miss um, the chemistry between her and John to me was perfect um, the only thing like normally they would show the movie like the next day and then the day after the day after that and all of that like they haven't put this one on repeat like they have um, other movies and so if I have any disappointment it's that it's that I haven't seen it often enough <laughs> but I have to say this is um, 
this was up there at the top for me of movies that I have liked so far this season. So, you know, it's in the four to four and a half Christmas tree realm for me. It was that good for me. I really loved it. So if you haven't seen it yet, please check out Lights, Camera, Christmas. My next movie was Christmas on Mistletoe Lake. This is a Lifetime movie, okay? Uh, it starred Corey Sevier, who's been in a lot of my favorites. You know, he's done a lot of Hallmark with like Northern Lights Christmas. And then he's done like Four Christmases and a Wedding, which I loved him in. And he's even done some stuff for Up TV. So like he's all over the place. And then Janelle Williams, he um, plays his uh, co-star. And basically, Corey owns a boat. Corey's daughter wants to enter the boat into uh, into this festival, Mistletoe Lake Boating Festival, right? Uh, and but they need to fix it up because it's in disarray. And then Janelle owns a staging business, right? And so of course things happen. They meet and they find out she owns a staging company and can make their boat beautiful. But of course, in the background of all this, there's a big bad developer who not only wants to gut the boat, buy the boat and gut it, <laughs> but who also wants to buy the entire lakefront property and this special small town property with all these Christmas traditions. And of course, everybody's really, you know, everybody's very connected to this area. But then big bad developer wants to come down and basically level it all and make everything new and modern, right? So there's a lot of conflict there. And then you find out Janelle's character is acquainted with the big bad developer. And then there's a lot of misunderstandings and things happen. So for me, um, this, the kid kind of won the day for me. She was the, the child actress. She was so sweet. Um, the, and then there was a little bit of chemistry, I have to say, between Janelle and Corey. So the, the chemistry was good. I don't know. I liked this movie. I didn't love it. Okay, but I definitely liked it. I will say that. Um, I would say for me, this one falls between like three to three and a half Christmas trees. It's not one that I'm going to be dying to watch again, but am I, would I want to take back the two hours that I spent with the movie? No, it's definitely worth one watch, but it's, it's not one that I'm dying to watch again. Okay. Christmas on Mistletoe Lake. So definitely worth one watch. Um, and this, I think, was on my diversity day picks because the lead actress, Janelle Williams, is, uh, she's a mix, black mix, and I don't know with what, <laughs> but, um, Afri African-American and something else, maybe, or African and something else, but anyway, so Janelle Williams, and oh, now that I think about it, um, I think she's from Canada, so, um, anyway, that's something to think about. Anyway. So, like I said, liked it, didn't love it. Three to three and a half Christmas trees for that one. Next on my list is Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. I, you know, I have been dying to see that movie on, um, on Netflix, right? So basically, in this movie, and I, if you haven't seen the previews, you, you must be like pushing daisies somewhere because they've like shown them everywhere. But the spoiled... You know, Lindsay plays a spoiled socialite with a fresh new fiance. Um, she falls, she loses her memory, and she winds up at this ski chalet, chalet this this um, 
struggling ski chalet where um, Mr. Wright owns it. Runs the place with his daughter and his mother-in-law. And so she's lost. Her fiance gets lost in the woods. The dad's gone out of town for business. And of course she has to spend a lot of time there and she spends time getting to know the daughter, the mother-in-law, and the owner, Mr. Wright himself. And then things happen. You know, it, it kind of followed one of the standard how how things happen when a character loses their memory in a, in a TV Christmas movie, right? It kind of followed the same plot. Not gonna be a whole lot of surprise there. But it is kind of sweet how adorable I think Lindsay was in the role. Not only did they show like the the movie, but they showed the bloopers afterward. And just seeing how she interacted in the bloopers, I think will actually make you like the movie more, <laughs> which it shouldn't, <laughs> but it does. So if you watch the movie, make sure that you watch all the bloopers afterwards because it just humanizes Lindsay even more. To me, I loved it. I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, and then, so here was a clip that I found in the news. The film debuted on November 10th and is currently sitting at number two on Netflix's global top 10 with more than 48 million hours viewed during its release week. Um, before, but perhaps more interesting is that the film had its fourth biggest opening weekend for a Netflix original since May, according to The Angler. The film also drew more than 31.2 million views in its just first four days on Netflix. 31.2 million views on Netflix in the first four days. I mean, that's huge. Like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of FaceTime for a movie. So you gotta love that. So uh, Falling for Christmas. Now, my star rating, I would give that about a three and, three and a half Christmas trees for me, right? So it's three and a half Christmas trees. Is it something that I'm gonna watch again? I might watch that maybe one more time, but I am not going to like, when I watch the other, there's a couple more Christmas movies. And so when I watch that Christmas movie, I will probably watch Falling for Christmas again, but it's probably not something I'm gonna replay like over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and because it's on Netflix, obviously I'm not gonna put it on my DVR, but yeah, it's definitely a good, good movie. And I'm gonna try and make this one quick because like, I know I've gone a long time on this because I talked a lot about Spirited, but I had to, because that was so good. Um, so the next movie is Reindeer Games Homecoming. This was a Lifetime movie. Uh, I think it was a Lifetime movie original. Um, it was a second chance, what I call a second chance romance. Um, starred former Grey's Anatomy co-star Sarah Drew, who you guys might remember her from Christmas in Vienna not too long ago, and then Justin Brunick, who's done a bunch of stuff for Hallmark. Um, but also, one of the my favorite movies with him is The Thanksgiving House, which they don't even show on Hallmark anymore, which I love. I love that movie. So anyway, this woman, she's kind of this nerdy science teacher. Um, her father's passed away, and she participates in this reindeer games and her town's reindeer games uh, to celebrate her father you know to honor her father to celebrate her father's life during the reindeer games, she's reunited with her uh, high school crush who's back in town um 
for reasons. He's like a fan. Now he's famous and he's come back. He's now, um, like I say, he's famous, but he's her high school crush. So there's this tension between the two and we don't really understand the, the source of the tension. Whose fault is it? You know, you are, is it her fault? Is it his fault? Whoever. Um, so later on, we kind of find out whose fault it is. <laughs> if you want to play the blame game, there is somebody to put at fault there. But, um, but it's, it's just cool seeing how this tension starts between them and then they kind of, and it kind of melts away and then they kind of get to get back to why they felt the way that they felt and then what happened to kind of break it all apart. And then it's, can they overcome the thing that broke them all apart? Um, to me, this was a fun movie. It definitely had some funny moments in it within the reindeer games, um, which were, yeah, some humorous, humorous moments. Um, it wasn't a complex, super complex movie, but it was a good movie for sure. Um, I would give this one probably in the three and a half to four Christmas tree range. Is this something I watch again? I think I can say for certain I will watch this again at least one or two more times maybe as it comes on. It's definitely not something if I have it on, I'm gonna turn it off. I'm not gonna change channels. So it's definitely good. I definitely appreciated it and the story. Um, but as I kind of stack it against like the Ghost of Christmas Always and Spirited, you know, that kind of gave me the perspective <laughs> that I needed to kind of rack and stack some of my Christmas movie favorites. So so that's where I stand on, um, on Reindeer Games Homecoming. Okay, that is going to do it for that. I'm gonna take a quick break, but I'll be right back with my hot or not Christmas picks and then talk about what's coming up in the next week because we're rolling into the Thanksgiving week. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Now available on paperback and an ebook, the hilarious romantic comedy, The 12 Daves of Christmas by USA Today bestselling author K.L. Brady. Both recovering from heartbreak, Gabby and Dave fall for each other after Dave sends a misdirected text message to the wrong woman. It's a comedy of errors when they try to meet face to face. Murphy's Law strikes and they may never see or speak to each other again. However, Gabby thinks Dave may be the one, so she accepts the mission to unite them before Christmas Day. Now she's got eight days and 12 days to find the man of her dreams. But Dave is hiding something. Three big things. Even if Gabby finds him, will his secrets keep them apart? Rediscover all the joy and wonder of the Christmas season when you pick up this heartwarming story today. To find out more about the 12 Daves of Christmas, visit klbradyauthor.com or pick up your copy at Amazon, Apple, Kobo, or Barnes & Noble today. And now it's time for Chicks on Christmas Flicks. And welcome back to Chicks on Christmas Flicks. Uh, in the previous segment, I reviewed and recapped my top five movie watches from the past couple of weeks. Now it's time for my hot or not Christmas, uh, Christmas chick picks. okay? And I have to tell you guys, I, like I saw a bunch of movies. I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of detail with these because I know those, <laughs> I always say that I'm gonna try and hurry up through the show and then I don't. But 
I, I have to talk about some of these movies because they are. I kind of went off the beaten path um, and explored the stuff on delivery, um, delivery discovery plus over the weekend so that you guys could could um, find out if it's something that you need to uh, watch or subscribe to D discovery plus for. Okay. So the first movie I'll talk about is A Gingerbread Christmas with Tia Sakar and Mark Ben David. Let me tell you, Mark Ben David is some kind of fine. You guys know Tia Sakar from all the movies that she has done for a lifetime. Christmas on Wheels, um, Christmas 9 to 5. There's just like a ton of movies. There's nothing that she's ever done that I've ever been like, oh, I hate that. Um, I almost always like her movies and a lot of times I love her movies and nothing is different about this one. A Gingerbread Christmas. You would think another Gingerbread uh, Christmas movie. Gosh, can I get through No, it's not the same. It's Tia Sakar. It's not the same. <laughs> so it's the same, but it's not the same. <laughs> um, the actor, the acting, the, the chemistry between her and Mark and David was just kind of off the charts. For me, I give it a four Christmas trees. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, so you can take that for what it's worth. I did love it. Is that something I immediately wanted to watch that again? Immediately wanted to watch it again. It was that good. Okay. So there you have it. Number two, another Discovery Plus movie was A Christmas Open House. Starred Katie Stevens. I give this one um, a three Christmas trees. So this girl goes back home to her mother's wedding. She finds out that her mother wants to sell the house because she's gotten married. The mother has gotten married and moved in with her um, new husband. And so she wants to sell the house. And then uh, Katie is a home stager who tries to get her mother's house staged um, just in time for uh, a Christmas sale. But what I will say is, I, what I liked about this movie is how they kind of handled it. Like if you've ever watched like Fixer Upper or any of those movies when they kind of do the rendition of the um, makeover before they actually do it, like they do the um, the graphic rendition of the makeover before. That's kind of what they do in this movie. So they treat it almost like a, a show, like a makeover show. Um, so that element I look, I really liked. Uh, really liked it. But this movie, apart from that element of it, to me, it, you know, it didn't wow me, right? So I would say it's definitely if you're if you have Discovery Plus and you can watch it, it's not something I would subscribe to Discovery Plus to watch, right? But it's definitely something I watch if I had the subscription. That's me, and I did not like move it, change the channel or anything while I was watching. So I would give this one a solid three Christmas trees. Um, if you have Discovery Plus, it's something you'll watch. But if you don't have it, this is not the movie for you to subscribe. Say, I'm subscribing because I want to see a Christmas open house. Love. Don't let that be your reason. Now this next movie, now the previous movie or this next movie might be the reasons why you'd want to subscribe to Discovery Plus. Uh, the next one is Designing Christmas with Jessica Zor and Marco Grazzini. Now, Jessica, I don't know if you guys know Jessica, but Jessica was in Lucky in Love with Ben Hollingsworth, right? And then I haven't seen her in like any other like romantic comedies apart from that one. Marco Grazzini, I think the last thing I saw him do was the movie on Lifetime, right? So, um, but them together, 
it's like perfect chemistry. This was the perfect story for them. I love this movie. Immediately wanted to watch it again. It kept me engaged. It was like watching the Homemakers Over show. As a matter of fact, um, Hilary Farr from Love It or List It was in this one. And you could see some of the similarities um, from Love It or List It, <laughs> or if you've watched Fixer Up, or, or if you watch anything like that, you're gonna love this movie because they really do kind of follow the model. I love it. I loved it. I loved it. If you loved, um, what's the movie with uh, Julie Gonzalo on um, on Hallmark? You know the the Fixer Upper movie that she did with Tyler Hines. I can't remember the name of it right now. But if you love that one, you are going to love love this one. Seriously, it's it's that good. So I definitely give this about four solid four Christmas trees. It is good. If you're going to have a reason to subscribe to Discovery Plus to see a Christmas movie. This is one of the reasons why you want to subscribe, okay? This designing Christmas and uh, a gingerbread Christmas. Those are two really good reasons to subscribe, okay? Now there's a fourth movie, I believe, on Discovery Plus, which I have not watched yet. I may watch it today, but those are good ones. Okay, the fourth movie on my list, The Royal Nanny. Basically, this British Secret Service agent goes undercover as a nanny to protect the kids and protect the family. And then there's this mystery that goes on with it. And I give that a solid four Christmas. I really actually enjoyed that. Um, the uh, the star, General uh, Rachel Scardson, um, she previously starred in Marry Me for Christmas with Trevor Donovan. Um, another movie that I loved, actually was on my DVR until this year, actually. So... Um, I love that movie. I love her in this one with her British accent. I, I, it, her British accent to me is so good that I don't know if she's not British. Maybe she's British and speaking with an English accent, um, an American accent, or I, I don't know which way it goes. To me, that's how good it was. So, But I don't know. Somebody from uh, from England might be like, no, it's her, her accent was for crap, and I knew that she wasn't British. But I personally did not. And I watch a lot of British stuff. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. But The Royal Nanny, to me, I loved it. I loved the movie. It was not cookie cutter. It was definitely different. And, and in, uh, I think in keeping with Hallmark's, you know, kind of change in vision of these no cookie cutter movies, I loved it. Okay. The next movie on my list, Six Degrees of Santa. It was a lifetime movie. Okay. I give this one three and a half, three and a half, a solid three and a half now with my perspective, it's a three and a half Christmas trees. It was definitely a cute movie. Um, it starred, oh gosh, I gotta remember who it starred. Um, Catherine Davis, right? So Catherine Davis has been in like a lot of different movies. Um, and then Steve Lund, was also in this movie with her. And he's been in a lot of different Hallmark movies, obviously. I've seen him in a lot of different Hallmark, and I've seen him in Up TV movies. And Catherine has been in Hallmark. She's been in Lifetime, and she has like a, an Up TV and a Lifetime movie coming out, Christmas movie coming out this year. So she's been in a lot. But I have to say, I really actually enjoyed this movie. So basically what happens is um, Six Degree of Santa is like, you know, six degrees 
of separation, right? Where, you know, a gift is, they give a gift. There's six degrees of separation between a Christmas gift and the person that it's given to. Let's put it that way. And in this case, she personally gives a, a gift to, that ends up with this like internet billionaire, IT billionaire, right? Or millionaire, millionaire, billionaire, you know, it's one of the two, um, who, who gets the gifts and he thinks, oh, this is the perfect gift that anybody could give me. I've got to find out who this gift goes to, uh, who this gift came from, because I think that whoever gave this gift is my match made in heaven. That's my soulmate. And so he tries to find the person who gives the gift and immediately he goes to the person who actually gave the gift who when they had when they first met you know it was kind of a rocky beginning right so then the question then becomes you know will they <laughs> will he figure out that the person he's gone to for help in finding who gave him the gift is the actual gift giver and then how will he react when he finds that out so um i mean that all a lot of that happens like within the first 10 minutes of the movie right so I'm not like giving anything away. It's, you know, it is what it is. But, um, but I will say that the chemistry between them, the kind of things that they kind of talk about, how they get to know one another, that all of that kind of falling in love kind of stuff, it was, is definitely kind of a hard string puller and it will keep you interested in the movie. Um, so I would give, like I said, I would give that about three and a half Christmas trees. It was, it was pretty good well suited for Christmas. I have to say if there was a surprise for me, this was one I was not even going to watch. I'd pretty much written it off and I just happened to be up watching movies and I caught it and I was like, wow, this is better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but I really had written this movie off. So if you've written, if you were like me and you'd written off well suited for Christmas because of, you know, it's about a fashion designer and it's, you know, it's not a classic tailing of Santa, right? It's not, it's not a classic t uh, telling of a Santa story, right? But it is really interesting. And it was a nice twist. And I think it will, the storyline will be enough to keep you interested. For me, it was kind of shockingly interesting. So I, I, it was a little deeper than I thought. It was a little more complex and a little more layered than I gave it credit for. So I would say I give that between three and three and a half Christmas trees. Definitely not with, if you're, if you have an expectation in your mind of something traditional, it's not a traditional sto story, but it's not traditional in a good way. I will say that. So if you've kind of written off well suited for Christmas, I would say watch it one time. See what you think. For me, I liked it. Um, number seven on my list is the unperfect Christmas wish and um it was on up TV and it was basically so the movie I had in mind is Rita Elf that was on Ion so when I heard the description of this one which is kind of like the singing elf <laughs> um how the sing singing elf things happen I don't want to give the whole story away actually it's a little different from Renta Elf right but so when I heard the singing elf story, I kind of had written off because I was like, it's going to be like rent to elf on Ion and it was not like rent to elf. So if you have that in mind, like I had that in mind, I would say 
don't go into it with that expectation because that's not what the movie's like. But what I will say, for me, I liked it, didn't love it. Didn't love it. It's worth one watch though. Worth one watch. So if you happen to be on watching up TV and you want to find, um, and it comes on like, don't change the channel. I'll say that it's a, it's three Christmas trees for me. So it's worth a watch. And it's not, if you're thinking rent to elf, it's, it's, it's more than rent to elf. It's different than rent to elf. It's not the same story. I actually gave rent to elf a much higher. So I think that was like a, a four Christmas tree movie for me. This one is three. So if that tells you anything, um, number eight, a magical Christmas village. I watched that finally. Um, I was, and I, and I actually DVR'd it because I fell asleep. And so then I had to watch it, <laughs> the rest of it on DVR. But I would say this one was a solid, it had Allison Sweeney in it and it was a solid four Christmas trees for me. So again, if you get to catch that one on um, Hallmark channel, definitely watch it. Um, it's a good one. I, I thought it was super sweet. It's basically this magical Christmas village and the daughter kind of moves these um, figurines that kind of reflect her mother and a mother's love interest and things that happen that she, actions that she takes with the figurines and the magical village actually happen to the mother um, and the love interest in real life. So it was really kind of cute to see how that all played out. Um, I definitely enjoyed that one. So I would definitely give that one a four. Is it one? That, it's one that I'll watch more than, as a matter of fact, I have watched it more than once. Um, so I will say that I definitely liked it enough to watch it more than once. Is it love? Is it DVR worthy? Not for me, no. Um, I did delete it from my DVR, but it is good. So definitely worth a watch. And then last but not least on my list, and I know I've talked about a lot today, is um, Disenchanted. I had to give a shout out to Disenchanted because I loved Enchanted so incredibly much. Like when I watched Enchanted, I like immediately had to go buy the um, DVD and I immediately watched it like a million times. And there were songs in the movie that I replayed over and over again that I actually downloaded from iTunes and that I actually played in my car. Insane, out loud, like a crazy karaoke person. So what I will tell you is, Disenchanted is not enchanted, but is it good? Absolutely, I really enjoyed it. But don't go in thinking it's enchanted. It's really not enchanted again. Um, I don't know that you could ever recreate that chemistry and that all of that stuff because of everything that happened in Enchanted, right? But I definitely give it four Christmas trees, a solid four. Um, I am, I, I immediately wanted to watch Enchanted again, Disenchanted. I am so glad that I watched it, but is it something I'm gonna rush back to watch again? Probably not, but it was super enjoyable. And it's definitely something that like, if, if you're having a day, you're sitting down with the kids, you're all wrapping gifts or, you know, putting stuff up on the Christmas trees or putting up decorations. Like this is definitely something that you'll wanna sit down and watch with the kids, okay? So definitely watch it once, but I would say, don't go into it thinking it's enchanted because it is not, okay? Anyway, finally, I'm done. That's it. 
that's it for today. So stay tuned for next week. There's some really, really good movies coming up for the Thanksgiving holiday. Plus, um, you're gonna have a lot of hot or not Christmas uh, chick pics that I am going to come up. Now this coming week, I may not do a show because it is Thanksgiving, but I mean, I may not um, publish a show, but I am going to do two shows. One is gonna be a catch-up show for all the movies that I missed um, that I need to catch up on because I was working such ridiculous hours. And then I'm gonna do another movie um, I mean, another show that is going to really highlight Thanksgiving weekend. And then we're going to try and get Brittany back on the show within the next week or two, because we got to do a, um, a show that talks about all the movies, the most anticipated movies up until from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Um, so we're going to, to do that show and I am going to reach out to Brittany to do that. So I'm really excited about that. But I got to tell you guys first, what's coming up next weekend and second, some stuff that I really need to get caught up on that I haven't watched. Okay. That, that you can also put on your list of things to watch. Okay. So Thanksgiving weekend starts Thursday, right? Thursday, this coming Thursday. Um, on up TV, up TV. Thank you for making it so easy and that we didn't really have to pick because it's really Gilmore the merrier all week on up TV. So we don't have to like kind of pick movies there. <laughs> thank goodness because the, the channels that we have is enough. Um, I have to say though, like, you know, Thanksgiving's coming. I miss the Thanksgiving movies that Hallmark used to play. Now they still play, um, love at the thanksgiving day parade right they still play that with autumn reeser um but that's like the only one like the thanksgiving house remember that one with justin brunick that i just talked about earlier and um a family thanksgiving with daphne zuniga like those used to be like standards classics that you watch thanksgiving and they don't play them anymore that's so sad to me I looked ahead. I don't see them coming up this week. So I'm really missing those. So I'm going to see if they're on Hallmark, movie, um, Hallmark uh, Movies Now, if they are, or if I can catch them somewhere else on a streamer. But I really am missing those movies. And, and if those movies show, then I'm definitely going to be watching those Thanksgiving Day before I get into my Christmas movies. Okay. With that said, there's a lot of Christmas movies coming up for the Thanksgiving weekend. So Thursday, we have um, My Southern Family Christmas with J.C. Elliott, which I think has a really kind of cool premise. Like this, I think she's a reporter. She kind of um, goes in to like highlight this family and it's, it's actually her own family, but they don't know who she is. <laughs> so yeah, she must've been adopted or something. I don't know, but Anyway, the premise of it was kind of cool. So it's definitely one I think I'm gonna to watch. Then, uh, so that's on Hallmark. Then uh, Baking All The Way with Corey Lee is on uh, Lifetime, right? On Friday, Hallmark has Xmas, which comes on at six, and then a Royal Corgi Christmas, which comes on at eight. Um, so the Royal Corgi Christmas, stars the um the star that i just talked about a little earlier today what's her name uh hunter king right so hunter king stars in the royal corgi christmas um so 
I'm excited to see that, you know, because now she is going to be a Hallmark staple for some time, given that she signed her deal with Hallmark. Um, and then guess what else comes on? Um, on um, Friday, stepping into the holiday with Mario Lopez and Jana Kramer. Now, choices, choices, right? I'm sorry, Mario might win that battle, sorry. But I, if I watch Stepping Into the Holiday, I will for sure be, I will for sure be recording Royal Corgi Christmas, okay? On Saturday, haul out the holly with Lacey Chabert and Wes Brown. You gotta love, like, it's hard to miss a Lacey movie. Um, on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, time for him to come home for Christmas. Another installment in the time for everybody, all y'all need to come home for Christmas. Y'all know what I'm talking about from another show. But so there's another installment of that. And then on Lifetime, 12 Days of Christmas Eve with Kelsey Grammer. You guys know him from Crate from Frasier, right? And his real life daughter, Spencer. They're going to be playing in a movie together. So I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to see that. I've heard there's some controversy around Kelsey, but you know, dismissing the, 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 the controversy, I may actually check that out. Um, and then on Sunday, a cookie, a Christmas cookie catastrophe with Rachel Boston. It's a Hallmark favorite. And then Victor Webster, five-star Christmas y'all. I remember him from Five Star Christmas. I loved him in that. I love him in just everything he does. Like, he was super fine. I don't know if you guys remember him from being on Sex in the City. He was in that too. So, I'm excited to see uh, a, a Christmas cookie catastrophe. And then, a Christmas spark. Do you hear me? So, this is what it's going on. A Christmas spark on Lifetime with Joe Lando and Jane Seymour. And you know, this is a Dr. Quinn medicine woman reunion and they look so good together in the previews. All right, that's going to be a hard, hard juggle. Suffice it to say, I'll watch one. I'll DVR the other one. Don't know which one's going to win right now. And then I have to add. So Monday morning, you know, we're all getting back to work and everything. But one of my favorite movies ever in the whole wide world ever one of my favorite TV Christmas movies is coming on early in the morning on November 28th at 7 a.m. Season's Greetings. So if you're not going to be home or you're not going to be able to watch it, make sure you set your DVR so you can record it if you have not seen it already. But it is one of my most favorite, most recommended movies to date that I have watched. It's still on my DVR. It's still something I watch, but when I get to see it on real TV and I'm up and it's available, I watch it on real TV, but I have it on DVR as well. Now I've got a bunch of catch up shows that I also have to do. So my catch up show is going to include, <laughs> uh, reviews and hot or not Christmas picks on this, on these movies, which include, um, Christmas Lucky Charm, Merry Swissmas, didn't get to it. Uh, Maple Valley Christmas, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Can you believe I missed something with Andrew Walker? Didn't get to watch it. In Merry Measure, I fell asleep on it. Long Lost Christmas, I missed it. It was on last night. I think I fell asleep. 
Uh, when I think of Christmas comes on later today, I can tell you I'm probably going to fall asleep. <laughs> Inventing the Christmas Prince with Tamara Mowry and Darnell Brooks. I actually saw most of it, but I fell asleep. But it is on my DVR, so I'm going to finish watching it. And then I'll give a review on my catch-up show. Um, Three Men and a Baby. Okay, so I watched like 90% of it and fell asleep. You guys know the schedule I've had lately. Both Brittany and I had picked this as our number one movie, most anticipated movie coming up to Thanksgiving. So you know I'm not going to forget it, but I will review it in the catch-up show. Christmas With You coming on Netflix with Freddie Prince Jr. I can watch it anytime it came out. Did not catch it yet. Santa Boot Camp on my DVR. Did not catch it with Emily Kenny, Rita Moreno on Lifetime. I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, three men and a baby were on and, you know, things happen. <laughs> and I didn't even see all of three men, and, uh, three wise men and a baby. But I'm going to watch that and I'm going to watch Santa Boot Camp. Long Lost Christmas. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch that one with Taylor. You know, Taylor from Hallmark. Love her. Um, Sweet Naffy Dad. Another one I missed. You know, probably watch something on Hallmark. Um, a show-stopping Christmas coming up on Lifetime. Didn't get a chance to see that. We'll watch it. A Christmas Lucky Charms on Up TV. I love the premise behind that one. The Holiday Swap. You know, strangers pick up the wrong luggage and then try to track each other down to, to return the luggage and go through some stuff. That's an Up TV movie. I definitely want to catch that. And um, A Country Christmas Harmony. It was a Lifetime movie that just came on this past Friday and I missed it. So I have a lot to talk about in the catch-up show and a lot to talk about in the Thanksgiving show. And then we'll have another show with Brittany that will talk about our most anticipated watches going up to Christmas Day. So a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. Please stay tuned. Keep an eye out for my daily top three on Twitter and Instagram. I am going to get back into my routine now that my crazy assignment is over. Um, so much more coming on this season, you know, to come this season. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I've cleaned my plate, so I'll have some time to rest and take off for the holiday, which I'm excited about. Thank you to my sh uh, music and show editor, Will B. He created all the custom music for this show. He's at Wildcard Music, and you can find his uh, Instagram page in the show notes below. Until next time, remember, at Chicks on Christmas Flicks, we can never have too many Christmas movies. We can only have not enough Christmas movies. Please do not forget to subscribe. Leave a review on your favorite platform and tell your Christmas movie loving friends about this show. Where can you find us? I'm so happy you asked. Our podcast platforms include Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and many, many more. You can find all of our locations at the link in the show notes. Follow us on Twitter and at Chicks on Christmas Flicks with X's and follow us on IG at Chicks on Christmas Flicks with X's. Thank you listening in and stay tuned. I'm coming up really soon next week to do my catch-up show and talk about all the movies that I have missed. See you soon. <laughs>